and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. Welcome back for another week uh, of Locked On Bulldogs on the Locked On Podcast Network. It feels good to be here, Daniel, after this weekend. I like I like the fact that we got some routine. We're here. We're not going away. It's five days a week. And you know what? Gosh darn it. We're here for all five of them. We're not We're backing here. down. That's right. Yeah. Um, not sure if you've heard, but uh, sports are not here. No, they're not doing. No, they're not doing the sports anymore. I By the way, know. really quick, all your friends in high school and college that hate sports and hated you for liking sports and told you sports are just boring. How how much are they just loving life right now? Cackling in the background. How much do we hate them? All the hate. It, more so now than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Listen, it. Um, <clears throat> in all seriousness, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We say that every week. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a weird time to be alive, and we are um, we're we're not going to be giving any serious updates on any serious topics on this podcast because that's not really the point of this podcast. Um, our hope is though that. Um, we can provide a bit of a distraction, and um, uh, we can we can do the things for you that uh, sports has been doing, which is filling some kind of void that has been left by all of this absolute hysteria and panic and craziness. And so, um, uh, like Clint said, we're going to be here every day, Monday through Friday. And if you don't think that we can come up with stuff to talk about, Without games being played. Then, then by the way, you're new to the podcast. Welcome. Welcome if, to the podcast because uh, let us introduce ourselves. Um, he's Clint and I'm Daniel and we talk about nonsense like it's our job because wait for it. Mm-hmm. It is our it is our job like this. Literally. Is a, this is a thing. You're listening to it right now. Uh, so welcome to the show. We're glad that you're here. Um, uh, we're not insiders or gurus, um, but you know what? Recruiting is banned right now, so there's not recruiting gurus. Not, not by the way, don't really have a lot to guru about. At by this the way, point. Daniel, right now we are we are at the same level of every single paid expert in the entire industry. We've arrived. We have arrived. Also, spoiler alert. Um, I'm not sure what the federal government or the NCAA or whatever, I'm not sure what they know about sports and what they don't know about sports, but if you think SEC coaches aren't re- aren't recruiting currently oh, right sure. now, then yeah. you need to you need to go ahead and come on back from Fantasyland and welcome to reality because them kids just sitting at home think uh-huh. about where they want to go to college and if you don't think they're in contact with all of their favorite SEC coaches then again that's that's cute it's cute uh, that you that think is that cute. yep uh so hey we're going to we're going to start off this week by talking about something uh since basketball has been suspended march madness is off uh we didn't get a formal salute and a formal goodbye to Anthony Edwards in his last game at UGA so the last time you saw Anthony Edwards is the last time anybody's going to see Anthony Edwards in UGA attire that is not on a promotional material. Uh, Daniel, mm-hmm. how does it make you feel? <clears throat> uh, I was in attendance. Mm-hmm. I I witnessed the 2020 SEC champion Georgia Bulldogs win there their last game. 
um, of the year. Arkansas also won their last game. We beat Arkansas in the regular season vis-a-vis 2020 uh, SEC tournament champions. Uh, hang the banner on Ew. the wall. Automatic bid into the tournament. Ticket punched. I, w- I witnessed the last game of the season, um, and um, it was a fun game. It was a really fun game. Jordan mm-hmm. Harris in his in the last game of his career. Maybe we should be talking about the fact that it was the last game of Jordan Harris's career that we saw because Jordan Harris went out and scored twenty one points uh, and looked awesome all night. Every just every cutting, bit of good as he should have been all year. Cutting to the basket and um, knocking down shots. I was happy for the kid, man. I love Jordan Harris. I think he has been a valued piece of this team for the last four years. But it was Anthony Edwards' last game, and it was a forgettable night for Anthony mm-hmm. Edwards. Um, but I'll tell you, I saw some things that made me really happy in the game. And that was, the uh, there was an obvious game plan on the part, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, there was an obvious game plan to take Anthony Edwards away, uh, but that didn't throw us off of our game. Tom Crean was ready. Uh, the team was very well coached. We had an amazing plan for all the defenses, all the defensive looks that we were getting. Yep. And, um, man, Anthony Edwards played wonderful decoy for most of the night. Two guys constantly running at him while we had guys wide open streaking to the basket. We hit layup after layup. Um, it, was a really, it was a really impressive performance by the team, not so much by Anthony Edwards' I don't know. What, you, what were your thoughts, Clint? My thoughts are, Anthony Edwards, thank you. Thank you for, on your final final hoorah, uh, not hogging the the ball, the attention, and letting mm-hmm. us see what's going to happen next year, hopefully. Prayerfully uh, hoping absolutely. next year. You know, absolutely. It was exciting. So in a weird, odd twist, I would have loved to see Ant-Man gone off, do some sky-high dunks. But, you know, in a weird twist of fate, now that it is what it is, my goodness, it's excited me more for next year. Also, I think a little bit poignantly, because Anthony Edwards was the most humble superstar to ever come through ever. the University of Georgia. He he truly never gave you the vibe that he thought it was about himself. And listen, you don't have to watch much collegiate athletics to get that vibe from a lot of people, mm-hmm. Georgia players included, if we could just be honest. Uh but Anthony Edwards never for a moment gave you that vibe. And so it was kind of fitting that this was his last game. I played a little um, part of my uh, quarantine time. I spent, I played a little basketball uh, last night. Maybe tore sound, my knee. Maybe tore my knee for the rest of my life. I don't that know. Doesn't I sound be, quarantine like that. Sounds like the opposite of quarantine. No, it's the opposite of quarantine. We all licked the ball as we were going uh, along in the game, but. Uh, no, play a little basketball. We've all played with a guy that that wants that cares about nothing but getting his shot up. Oh yeah. I I played with that guy last night. And nothing more infuriating than that. Anthony Edwards has never been that this year. He's been nothing but a great teammate. And to your point, gave us great feelings about the potential of next year with guys like Tumani Kamara, guys like Severe Wheeler. Guys like Mike Peak, guys like Christian mm-hmm. Brown coming mm-hmm. back. Uh, a lot of potential on this team, a lot of hope and optimism looking forward. And that includes some new recruits that could be coming into the fold in 2020, in the class of 2020, which we will talk about right now.
Recruits never die, Daniel. Recruiting, Recruiting season never die. never ends. No matter what the NCAA wants to try to mandate nah. or enforce, recruiting season never ends. And that doesn't just go for football and Kirby Smart and the recruiting juggernaut that we've all come to know and love. Uh, it includes the basketball team as well. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so, Daniel, with that in mind, and now that we are officially in the season uh, of thinking of recruits alone and got nothing else going on, uh, I want to ask you, uh, this next cycle, with all the talent we got coming back, with our highly successful uh, recruiting cycle last year that made this team talented, I'm just going to ask you a simple question. Uh, could you predict kind of in a range of maybe five spots, three to five spots, where you think we'll land in the recruiting rankings for basketball next recruiting cycle? In this upcoming recruiting cycle is what we're Correct. what we're discussing, the 2020 class i <clears throat> listen i think just so we're all um on the same page georgia right now according to 24 7 sports is the number 24 overall mm-hmm. class in the 2020 uh rankings there are um let's see of the top 100 players or the top uh, sorry the top two 47, I guess is what 24-7 Sports does. They rank, you know, a bunch of players. Um, there are, most of them are signed already. We are deep mm-hmm. enough into this class that, that the vast majority of the signed. I didn't look at the exact numbers. There are still a handful of them out there that are uh, going to be available yeah, that might shift the balance of power. Georgia's top-rated recruit is number 87 overall, Katie Johnson. Um, point guard, two guard, kind of a combo guard. Uh, <clears throat> but there are... Uh, the vast majority of the work has been done in terms of recruiting. And so I don't expect this number to fluctuate a tremendous amount. I think there's a chance Georgia could add a grad transfer this year. I think there's a chance mm-hmm. we could add one more player. Um, <clears throat> there are some schools below us, like... Uh, hello, Florida is below what? us, what? 26 overall. Um, now, Florida only has three commits. We have four, and so their average is higher than ours. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Florida added another commit and jumped us. If I had to guess, I'm going to say that this Georgia team ends up between 25 and 30, but no lower than 30. That's my range of five. So I'm going to say we could fall. We probably will fall at least one spot. Uh, we will probably get passed by somebody. Mm-hmm. But just, I mm-hmm. mean, listen to the teams. Below us are Houston, Florida, Utah, Indiana, Butler, Pittsburgh, Miami, Michigan State at 32. Hello. Hello. Uh, again, only two commits for Michigan State. So don't, there's, there's some meat on the bone for some of these schools. I think we will get passed because I don't expect any big fish left for Georgia. This is going to be kind of a, what would be under Mark Fox an elite yeah. recruiting class, and don't, and I'm not saying that in an exaggerating manner. That is no. legitimately. No, we got two four have, stars. It two would of the have top been 117. One of the best classes that he signed in his tenure. In what's in what looks like when you look at the 2021 projections, yeah. and what happened in 2019 for Georgia, 2020 is going to look like a very average class, but it will be solid. Not spectacular. No, no, not uh, not at all. Uh, so, Daniel, my question with this recruiting class, since we're kind of uh, in the middle, is do you do you think it rounds out this team? 
I, I mean, I do. Let's talk about biggest needs on the team. Clint, yep. what do you see as the biggest... Now, I'll turn the question back around to you. What do you see as the biggest needs on the team? We lose Tyree Crump and mm-hmm. Jordan Harris. We lose Anthony Edwards. <laughs> those are the... Oh, oh, we lose Donald Gresham. So those are the four kind of, I mean, significant... And you can order them in terms of which one's more significant than the others. But those are the four significant losses uh, off this team. So what do you see, given what we lost and what's coming back, as the uh, the biggest needs on the 2020 team? Well, not only what we lost, but what we ha- never had all season long. Just what we lacked the entire season, which was an incredible presence inside. Uh, give me somebody that can rebound and play some D. Uh, and then just buckets. I need buckets. I need to go yes. to, and and I need somebody inside. These are two, the two things that would be great. Uh, well, I, I think you're. I think what you're looking at is, in terms of an inside presence, uh, this kid out of Norcross, Josh Taylor. I think mm-hmm. has a chance to, to fill that need. Um, he's six eight. He's a bigger kid. He's a true post player there's a junior college kid that's six nine a little bit bigger than josh taylor but he's more of a wing type of player from my understanding his name's jonathan ned um and then you want to talk about buckets mm-hmm. i think you look at these two guards these two little guys that are coming on the team katie johnson and mikhail starks uh i think both of these guys particularly katie johnson maybe has got a chance to come in right away and play and contribute on this team. <clears throat> he is going to be kind of a small two, maybe a backup point guard role. Okay. Um, uh, he's already going to be a better shooter than Ty Fagan, who is our current backup point guard. So anybody um, with a pulse and a jersey on is that hey, what you're saying? Look, don't I don't want to hear I don't want to hear any bad mouthing of Ty Fagan. Ty Fagan knows his role. How many threes did Ty Fagan force this year? Okay, uh, and miss. The answer mm-hmm. is none. He, mm-hmm. Ty Fagan knows his role. He knows what he is and what he isn't. Uh, but this this kid, Katie Johnson, is going to be more of a bucket getter. Uh, listen, there's no replacing Anthony Edwards. Nope. Um, our best hope of replacing Anthony Edwards is if um, old Brussels, Belgium, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> mini-me, if those two guys learn to shoot the three consistently – then that's our best chance of replacing because those two guys being versatile, they can already do one thing really well. Severe Wheeler is excellent driving the basketball, distributing the basketball, pushing the fast break. Uh, Tumani Kamara is excellent at getting the loose balls, tip-ins, rebounds, hustle plays. If they can learn to do a second thing really well, namely shoot the outside shot, that spaces the floor and opens things up. Um... And then I think in terms of an inside presence, I don't know. I don't know. Mike Peak, Mike Peak needs to, to continue on. to develop. We really need Mike Peak to continue to develop. And then um, we might just be playing pretty small next year. I, I expect Josh Taylor to play significant minutes next year. I'll tell you that right now. Because yeah. that's... It's going to be a desperate need on this team uh, for him to play significant minutes because uh, Rodney Howard has shown me nothing. 
Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Mr. Wheeler, Severe, uh, I don't know if you heard what Daniel said. He was dead on. You are doing best when you drive and distribute, not trying to go up with your left hand in a lane full of a lot of taller guys, just so you hear us clearly. Also, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Severe. Also, welcome Appreciate to the pod. Welcome to the pod. Hey, we're going to come back uh, with some more basketball talk. Daniel, we're going to wrap sorry, up. Did you say? Did you say more basketball more. talk? No, we're we going three look, segments deep today. Look, Daniel, this is actually this is my gift to you. Okay, I you think had, Clint has you the coronavirus. Tried. Is the coronavirus <laughs> is one of the symptoms of the coronavirus that you forget which sports you like to talk about? Because if so, <laughs> somebody needs to. Clint better be in some serious quarantine. Over I, there. Like I am in the basement by myself. Oh wait, that usually happens. That's so all the time. <laughs> all the time. Uh, no, Daniel, this is my Ooh. this is my pity. Uh, gift to you because you had tried to convince me that it's more enjoyable to watch uh, UGA make a run in March Madness. So I thought, you know what, the least I can do is give you a whole a whole stinking episode all to yourself about basketball. Well, so here we are. You can't make up for the fact that no. the greatest sporting event of the year was canceled. And I so that's... cannot. That's... Uh, but I can ask you questions about this recruiting cycle, not only next year, but in years to come with Tom Crean at the helm. Daniel and I are on record give me Tom Crean or give me death. And those of you who don't want Tom Crean don't remember what it was like in your short tenure as UGA basketball fans of how bad it can be. So give us Tom Crean. Also, maybe not a great time to be saying give me something or give me death at a time Um, when there's a pandemic. Happen. I'm glad you the, said pandemic. I really am. In Instead the, of epidemic, in, you use the correct. You were in the. You were yeah. in the lexicon. The the talk. Oh down, no! I go deep. On. I went. Is the does the lockdown bulldogs lexicon include the word pandemic? Because it should. We're new. We're new to the. Sh- we're new to that topic on the show. But <laughs> I imagine we'll be talking about it a little bit. We will be. Hey, I'm going to give you a couple of. Uh, questions based upon recruiting cycles in the next four, three, and two years. I want to hear your response uh, to percent chance that we sign each one of these. So I'm asking Daniel what percent chance he gives for us to have the following take place. All right. The first one is this to sign a top 10 player in the nation in the next four years, irregardless of position. What percent chance do you give us to do that? <clears throat> well, in the next four years? Next four years. Give me a top ten player. L- listen. Percent chance. I will... I'll do you one better, Clint. Next year? I'll tell next you year? that if you're going to listen to, I don't know, the people at 24-7 Sports who do this kind of thing for a living. Again, I'm not an expert, but they are. Mm-hmm. Um they're going to tell you that next year, Georgia has a 60% chance to sign a top 10 player in the nation. And that's just next year. Hello. So, um, Michael Foster, a uh, kid out of Phoenix, Arizona, ninth overall player in the nation, 6'9 power forward, um, already receiving multiple crystal balls to the University of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are other, there are certainly other top 10 players that Georgia is at least in the conversation about, um, for next year. Again, I think next year's class has an opportunity to be, uh, something really special, but 
I mean, I'll say in in actual fact, I will mm-hmm. say that there is a seventy percent chance that in the next four years, Georgia signs top, you, top ten player in the nation in basketball for Georgia to get one is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. We've gotten one ever in the history of the program. And the so, fact that it's 70% should, t- again, next year, the fact that we have 60%, Crystal, that should tell you just the shift that has happened. Uh, this for, for two in three years is incredible. Uh, what's the percent chance we will get two top 50 players in the same recruiting cycle? So not a top 50 and then a, a year later another top 50, but two top 50 players in the same cycle in the next three years? 100%. Oh, that is a stone cold. That is a stone cold. If it were a college football game, you should bet money on it. Lock. That is a take it to the bank. Lock. Two top 50 players again, which is unheard of for the University of Georgia um, to do that in basketball. But I believe that it is absolutely inevitable over the next three years that it will happen that way again great time to be a uga basketball hoops fan uh daniel my final question to you is this what's the percent chance that we sign a top 10 class in the next five years not just a single player not just two in the top 50 but rather top 10 of all all the schools in the next five years I am going to be conservative on this one. Mm -hmm. And I am going to say 50%. And here's why I say that. Last year, we signed the number 11 class. (laughs) Okay? Man. 11. That included the number one or number two, depending on how he's ranked, overall player in the nation. And seven total commits. You understand that Oregon, who signed the number four class, and Memphis, who signed the number one class, were the only other two classes above us that had that many commitments. Washington signed the number 10 class in the nation. They signed four players. We signed seven and we had the number 11 class in the nation. That's one five star, four four stars. Um, we, so it's very hard to sign a top ten class. Mm-hmm. You can have you can have lots of really good players in your class, and not have it be in the top uh, in the top ten. So uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to kind of pump the brakes on that one and say I'm going to put that at around fifty percent. I like it, Daniel. I like it. Uh, hey, that does it for Locked On Bulldogs on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, as we wrap up, if you want to go that ahead also, and shout out. That also does it for basketball talk. That's uh, that's it. it. Well, just definitively. So we, we put we, that to bed. We done. Okay? Anthony Edwards, we love you. Thank you for coming to the University of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Brown, please learn how to not turn the ball over. Severe okay. Wheeler, Tumani Kamara, please learn how to shoot the ball. And um, Mike Peake, you just keep being you. Jaquan Walton, don't transfer, bro. Please don't transfer. (laughs) 
<laughs> stay on the team, man. Just stay we on the team. Got, we got you. Classic City is a good city. Okay. We don't, got some spots. We got some minutes for you next year. All right. Uh, uh, that's it. Basketball talk. Done. That's it. Okay. But don't worry because we're going to come back. What else are we going to talk about? Oh, trust me. Daniel and I specialize in talking about a lot of things over a small amount of information. So this virus outbreak was actually, we were, we were made for quarantine. Daniel. We've been prepping for this quarantine for our entire lives, Clint. Our entire People life. have been not wanting to hang out with us for our oh. entire lives. But now, joke's on you. <laughs> You're not allowed to. <laughs> You're not. Uh, hey, that wraps up uh, Locked On Bulldogs on Locked On Podcast Network. Go ahead, talk to any device that is smart that listens to you. I don't know what device you have, but ask it. Uh, hey, play the most recent episode of Locked On SEC. Uh, we'll see you guys later. See you.